York, New York, big city of dreams. I'm talking, talking, I'm coming straight out. New York, New York, big city of dreams. going on? This is Jay Ellis from the Nick of Time Show. Here, give you that Nick's talk just in the Nick of Time. And the time to once again talk about a Nick's win. And we did what we had to do despite a, a short scare, all right? The Knicks beat the Pistons. 117, 2-4, led by Julius Randle. Once again, gives you 42 points. 15 rebounds and 4 assists. No Nick has given you 42 and 15 since that trick you in 1996. So shout out to Julius Randle. Jalen Brunson, he was slapping today, guys. He was averaging 33 points for the six games today. Only gives you 27 points and 4 assists and 5 rebounds. And game from Jalen Sarcasm if you didn't catch that. Quickly gives you 17 points, three assists, and three rebounds. Um, we out rebounded these guys for the nine four. The piston shot 40 percent from three though. But really it was the turnovers. The Knicks only turned the ball over six times. Um kept kept control of the ball to the Pistons 11, and we come out with a win, and we're going to talk all about it. Some interesting storylines today that I'm seeing um, from today's win. But before I get into the details of this game, hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. We're on the road to 10K, man. We trotting down. So hit the subscribe button and, you know, give love to the KOT show. Also, shout out to FUBUTV.com. If you go to FUBUTV.com slash KOT, get the Knicks for free. For seven days on MSG on FUBUTV.com. And if you decide to actually purchase it, you help with KOT Show out because we do a little bit of a cut. And, you know, you get to watch Knicks, other sports channels, and you, there's no subscription. You can cut it whenever you want to. All right. So shout out to FUBUTV. All right. Let's get to it. Hold on. Let me introduce you to my guy. The man, the myth, the legend, the guy, the stats, of facts, and the guy who held down the show solo dolo before. I'm still a little bit snick, but shout out to my guy. Ryan G's in the building. Knicks won today. They were beat, they beat a team that they're supposed to beat, but the Pistons being shorthanded and the Pistons being pretty much the worst team in the NBA. So Knicks did what they had to do. Knicks did what they had to do. And of course, returning is my guy, uh, the Latin assassin. Okay, Mr. ESPN contributor, that's been contributor, SNY contributor, posting and toasting contributor, and regular on the KOT show. My man, Lee Escobedo. What up, bro? Great to be back, boys. It's really nice to have both of you here on the show, all three of us together. Always a fun time. Really looking forward to the conversations. A lot, a lot to be happy about. In this game, a few things to be worried about, but lots of positives. I'm really looking forward to be focused on the positives tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of positive, a lot of positive. Funny enough, I want to focus on, I'm, I'm reverse. I, I want, there's a lot of positives, but I want to, we did a great job. Uh, hey, I'm not trying to down nobody, right? This is a great win. This is a great win. You know what? You know what? I will say this. I'm going to start with a positive that kind of leads into a negative, but it's still a positive nonetheless. Okay. Um, there's obvious positives to me, right? There's the positive of Julius Randle still emerging as a, a dominant force on the team, giving you 42 MVP. points a game. Jalen Brunson steadying the ship, as always, um, gives you everything you need um, from contributing to taking over the game. But I would want to start off by focusing on uh, the the IQ Hive before I get to those guys and Emmanuel quickly. All right, because it was interesting. Minutes distribution was very interesting today. All right, very interesting. Um, Emmanuel quickly. When you looking at his stats, and I'm, let me bring these stats up real quick. And I know I got Randall already up. But let me get to the box score stats. 
manual quickly. Boom, 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 boom. Do, 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 do. All right. Let's see. Where are you, quick? Where are you? Manual quickly. 17 points, three assists, three rebounds, plus six on a night. Uh, but I really want to focus on this number right here. 34 minutes. Manuel quickly is has started to earn the trust of Tibbs ever since RJ has has come out, and I will say this too. Um, even though I do have like I didn't like the defense, he uh, quickly played on like one play when Sadiq Bay posted him. But for the most part, when it comes to point of attack defense, when it comes to knowing where to rotate too quickly no pun intended even low-key if you watch quickly i've noticed i told us i said this before quickly has he has leadership qualities believe it or not you see him directing traffic offensively and defensively sometimes during the game keep an eye on that sometimes when you're watching quickly he'll tell somebody to rotate here before the rotate happens while he rotates to his man so Overall, when RJ was out, depending on the matchup, the point of attack defense sometimes for the Knicks was better because quickly was in there disrupting it. And I think it's a big reason why we've seen 34 uh, minutes from quickly to today. And of course, the 17 points, uh, the three-point shooting is also something we needed. But I'm really happy with the maturation of quickly this season. And I feel like the league started to take notice and other teams are starting to take notice because the rumors has it that teams have been calling for quickly uh, to see what his availability, availability is. And the Knicks have been on the, you know what? We were kind of exploring it earlier, but right now, not that interested and i like that i like that i'm not interested in energy all right <laughs> what do you think about that what i said just, i just said lee 100 <laughs> agree i think there's a lot of players on this roster that have taken improvement leaps uh from a star unit to a couple of the bench guys mm-hmm. and i think iq is probably number one in terms of guys compared to what they were last season to this season he's really become an integral part of the rotation and i think a viable candidate for sixth man of the year I still tend to, there's a few other guys I lean toward more, like Bones Highlands, my favorite, but IQ yeah. is certainly in that conversation. We must re-sign him this summer and not necessarily throw the bat at him, but you knowing Scott Perry, it's going to be reasonable and it's going to be affordable. And hopefully IQ is happy with the amount that we give him. Yeah. But he's earned that, he's earned that ability, not just because of his defense, but I agree with you, JLS. The man has become a better leader on the floor, more vocal. We don't really have guys. Like RJ's not the most vocal. Yeah. Brunson, I, I think, is probably vocal off the court. But on the court, he, he leads by example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randall, too. So it's nice to have a guy who actually talks as yes. much as Tim out there on the floor. And you're right. He's directing not just on offense, but on defense. That was really like Taj Gibson's job yep. the last couple of seasons. IQ is really stepping into that role, leading the, the, the defenses and making sure that the rotation stays crisp when we, we get into the switching. Uh, he's also become a great passer, a great uh, floor general, and a great score. Three threes tonight, three assists, three rebounds, an all-around game. And the minutes is a positive that Tibbs trusts him, but there's also some negativity there. Like, this is not a game we should have had a close six-man, tight six-man rotation. Bucks, uh, Cavs, Miami, sure. But the Detroit Pistons missing, like, three starters, their two best players – not the night for a six-man rotation. That worries me a lot and goes into a lot of the issues I have with Tibbs' rotations. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to harp too much on because we did get the win. And in that win, there was a lot of positives that shined through, most specifically with Julius Randle and Emmanuel quickly. Right. I'm going to touch a little bit on that later because um, a little bit of the negative of that, of why I think why it's happening. But I- I'll let Ryan... Um, um, respond to the IQ question before we get into that. We'll get into like later on in the program before we get into all the the, the good stuff. Yeah, it, it's funny that Lee brought up the bench um, production because I'm that that's definitely one of the 
issues I do want to bring up. Okay, well, I guess we're and, why, <laughs> and, 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 and why it's tough for Thibs at this moment with the bench production. But I'll, I'll talk about IQ first. Um, mm. Yeah, IQ has definitely grown. And yeah, if, in the beginning of the season, IQ was definitely a player that the Knicks considered to trade. You know, because, you know, the way he started the season, you know, it wasn't really as I, I I don't think he started off the season as great as maybe the front office expected. Yeah. So they were like, you know what, maybe IQ could be a possible trade piece for us, you know, to help, you know, bring in another player that would be, you know, a good piece to, to the squad. But lately, I think what really boosted up quickly's value was when RJ went down with an injury and IQ was inserted to the starting lineup. Once that happened, IQ showed his worth more because now he's getting more minutes and then he showed within those minutes what he's capable of doing with doing, you know, when he has those, when he has those type of minutes or those type of, you know, minutes to produce. So, um, yeah, IQ's definitely been good as of late. And it's no surprise to me that the front office has kind of backed off a bit from trading him, especially when you look at the squad at the moment, because like Lee said, it's basically a six man rotation at the moment. And if you trade IQ, you're basically making the team a bit more thin as it, than it is, depending on what you would get back for him. So, you know, trading IQ wouldn't be smart at this moment just for the simple fact the team the team is thin. And that brings it back to the bench because right now IQ is really the only spark plug we have coming off the bench. He's the only guy that we can bring off the bench yeah. and know that we're going to get points production out of that player. And I mean, ideally, yes, we want to play. We we want the bench to play more so the starters can have a bit more rest. But but I, it's the same things I've been saying earlier. You know, with like the last few episodes, when you have Obi in the game, when you have Hardesty in the game, when you have McBride in the game, and they're not giving you nothing offensively, it's tough for Thibs to keep those to keep those guys in the game, or they're not giving you nothing offensively. Yeah, it's tough for Thibs to do that. And then it's like, okay, I understand people saying that. Okay, we need to pay the bench more because we need to develop these guys and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, those are the same people that complain about Thibs not being able to coach the team to keep leads. So you have to pick You have to pick your poison. Do you want Thibs to play the guys that's going to keep the lead? Or do you want Thibs to sacrifice that and play the bench guy so those leads can go away? And then when, and then when the Knicks lose because they blow a lead, everybody's like, oh, no, Thibs – Thibs don't know how to coach Lee. Thibs doesn't know what he's doing. Yo, Ryan is speaking. Thibs don't know how to coach. Thibs don't know how to coach the team to keep in leads and blah blah blah. And it's like, come on, you have to pick a poison. You want Thibs to win games, or do you want Thibs to just play the bench guys and develop bench guys? And some of those games, the Knicks might end up losing because the bench do not produce and they do not keep leads. Well, listen, I was trying to hold that off to the end, but Ryan pretty much said everything I had in mind. It's, it's been like a damned if you do damage, you don't situation. Yo, what's going on right now? <laughs> um, Ryan with, broke the podcast. Hmm? Ryan broke the podcast. Ryan broke the podcast with that take. Hold on a second. Let me see, let me see what's happening. Okay, my camera is just going to act crazy. Maybe let, Let's see. Well, to me, it, it's, it's like a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Because... Listen, if you look at, dang, it's not, it's really going to be like this today. Okay. If you really look at how the game has been progressing and the plus or minus of all the, the players last year, I was screaming, play the bench because the bench was actually outplaying the starters. When you looked at the plus minus and the plus minus supported it, you know? All the bench players had positive plus minuses and all of the <laughs> starters were negative. This season, everybody in the bench is a negative. Everybody. Except for Emmanuel Quickly. So when you're looking at OB Top and you're saying play OB Top in more minutes, you're looking at Miles McBride. Miles McBride looked good for a short stint when he started to expand his role. Um, the production started to drop and he, he started going to a negative. And those are the main two guys who are going to give Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle the most amount of rest. So when those two guys aren't performing and losing leads, 
like today, when the bench went in, that's when the run started. You know, and that's happened other games before. When those two guys aren't performing, then you end up with Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson getting 40 plus minutes. And what you saw today, and I'm I'm so mad at this, this graphic is looking crazy right now. And what you saw today is this. You saw you saw a time where Julius Randle. Well, you saw a time where Tibbs, this is the second day in a row where Tibbs started to stagger Brunson and Randall's minutes leading into the fourth quarter because he's starting to notice that the bench isn't really getting it done. So he's trying to buy time now um, and say, all right, I'm going to have start with Jalen Brunson, have Randall on the bench, and then take off Brunson later, put Randall back in and then add like he, and then add Brunson later. He's starting to try to stagger their minutes in the fourth quarter now because the bench isn't getting it done. And the bench has to start to step up and earn those minutes for Tibbs to be able to actually play them. That that's, that's really what it is. And I agree. I, yeah. You agree? I, was just, I, I, I agree with Ryan. I think that's applicable to tonight in the last two games too, where the benches came in, just completely dropped the ball and maintained the momentum of the starting five. But there have also been moments where the starting five has dropped the ball and lost the lead on their own with rotations that have been consistently with Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle uh, out there on the floor. I wouldn't put all the blame on the bench. I do think the starting five has also lost leads for us in the fourth quarter as well. And there is a, I mean, there's a conversation to be had that Jericho Sims is in the doghouse and not playing at all. I would much prefer Obi's not playing well to not have to give this man to Hartenstein to share those with Jericho Sims. Could be a nice spark plug off the bench because he brings a lot that Hartenstein can't on the defensive and rebounding side to maintain the status quo with the starting five. So there, there, I think there are some alterations to be made that haven't been explored yet. Unsure why Jericho Sims is receiving the PM Redders treatment right now and uh, unavailable to get off the bench. But I would like to I would like to see an improved play from Obi Toppin, who's been horrific these last couple of games he came back from injury, which is kind of expected. He's getting some of the rest off, but yeah. he's been really bad on offense. The things that he usually does right, like that intuition for, you know, outlet passes and really good passing from the corners, his three-point shot, the one-man transition game, that's been um, completely absent from his arsenal. So I would like to see him at least gain some sense of trust and confidence in himself because that, that hasn't been apparent. I agree. Anything other to add, Ryan? I'm, I'm trying to, like, See if I can get this thing going. <laughs> yeah, um, I do think we did bring up some big points because, you know, as much as we do blame the bench for losing leads, the starters have lost leads as well. But overall, my point is, you know, you know, people want people want Dibs to pay the bench more, but it's hard for Dibs to rely on the bench when whenever he puts the bench in the game, they don't really hold the lead. And I find it funny that, you know, like a year ago, our bench was our strongest pretty much weapon and now all of a sudden the bench is our weakest weapon due to some of the necessary due to some of the necessary adjustments tips had to do with the rotation to get the team to start to win games you know and um i just think overall you know when it comes to moves in the offseason well not moves in the offseason but moves with the upcoming um trade deadline because i highly think you know a star being available is probably not going to be the case, even though it's funny because there was, there was a report that just came in saying that Zach Levine and Bradley Bill's no trade clause have been lifted, which is interesting, but, interesting. you know, yeah, but I do think that if the Knicks are going to make a move, I think the most reasonable move is to find a piece that the Knicks can put on the bench that they know if they put that player in the game, he's going to produce just so that this could have a, so, so that this could have a stronger bench yeah. which will help him to rest the starters more and, you know, and give the bench a bit more time out there. But Junior, baby, go get him. <laughs> 17 a game. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. It, it was one of those things. I, I really want to see. I want I prefer the guys to grow into their role, but the way the Knicks are playing now, I don't see, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I see that happening. Yo, this camera's really killing me right I now. I agree. Grimes <laughs> was a huge part 
of that bench last year too. And now he's in the starting lineup replacing Fournier who was in the starting lineup and now it's completely out of the rotation. So that, that change was a big switch that took a big chunk of plus minus from the bench into the starting lineup and left a void in its place. So Fournier hasn't filled that cam hasn't filled that. And Obi of all the bench guys is probably the one who's digressed the most from the, the bench guys from last year to this year. He well, really hasn't played a consistent stretch of basketball this season. Well, well, here's one thing. Listen, Derek Rose was a huge reason why our bench was strong for the last few years. Um, he he was a monster yeah. over off the bench. He actually started to shoot like the best in his career. I was look. I remember last year going over and cleaning the stats numbers and seeing how well Derrick Rose was shooting from mid-range, from three-pointers, from the rim, and he was clicking on all cylinders for like a couple of years, and this year he's kind of regressed. And when you don't have that off the bench anymore, um, you're kind of forced to grow. So he quickly was forced to kind of make something of himself. And even today, as good as quickly as played, there was a portion of the game where you have R.J. Barrett and Manuel quickly playing um, manning the second unit, I I I need I still need those two guys combined to be able to manhandle the Detroit Pistons second unit because those are the were the minutes well where we started to lose it, and you know we 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 that and we need to we need RJ and quickly to kind of grow into that role for us to keep this thing afloat because I was hoping once RJ comes back some of the bench unit stuff which starts to solve itself. Um, but today that was not the case. RJ only played 26 minutes a day, 13 points, um, four of 10 from the field, one of four from three, um, had problems finishing again today. Uh, love you, RJ. Need you to step up. Hell yeah. hundred percent agree on that. Yep, yeah. And that is why we quickly had 34 minutes and RJ only had 26. Yep. Yeah. And quickly earned it over RJ too. RJ was like, lazy on defense. So many possessions. For real. Yo, there was one possession that really pissed. There was a situation in the second quarter. Yo, I, I, this is so good. This is destroying me right now. It's pissing me off. <laughs> the Matrix. <laughs> I'm just, this is the black screen talking to you right now. Crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh. Live live shows, man. What are you gonna do? All right. All right. There was a possession. Okay. The Pistons, right? They were going off from three. Kevin Knox was trying to have a Kevin Knox revenge game. Oh, you gonna trade me? You gonna trade if you was watching me right now, you'd be really be laughing, but you can't see me. You gonna trade me? You gonna trade me? I'm gonna show you. Three on your head, three on your head, blows by Julius Randle, gets to the far line. There was one play. Where uh, RJ is trying to defend Knox, and he lets Knox blow right by him like a paper in the wind, and I'm sitting here like, oh, no, Bruh. that like, <laughs> RJ, you really let Kevin Knox blow by, and then hit you with the lay. Not to mention. A couple of plays before that, Mitchell Robinson was playing defense on Knox and stripped him. So you're telling me Mitchell Robinson is playing better point of attack defense than RJ Barrett. Bruh. <laughs> Double bruh. Bruh, bruh. <laughs> I, I was through. My man. I was through. I was like, yo, put this man on the bench, man. Put this man. Come back stronger, RJ. We got a game tomorrow. The thing about RJ, though, he gets pissed and plays better. That's what he does. So against Toronto, his hometown team. Listen, we got all the motivation. We got all the motivation man, to play better, man. But your RJ, get it together, bro. Get it together. <laughs> all right, salute to the chat. Five fifty-five in the chat. Um, listen, usually you can see me, but, uh, my camera is going through technical difficulties. It is what it is. But if you're loving the show so far, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. We do our best to break down the game, give you the X's and O's, the ins and outs, the things you should notice, the things you shouldn't notice. And we don't pull punches. We don't care if it's popular. 
We don't care if it's unpopular. We say it with our chest. And if you like that type of energy, rock with the KOT, the KOT show and hit that like and subscribe button. All right. Shout out to Craig Worley, Escobedo in the chat. Always rocking with you. Uh, messing with the guys in the chat. Lee. Shout out to Uncle Ralph. <laughs> Uncle Ralph McDaniels. Okay. Awesome. Hot 97 stuff. All right. Jay England. Shout out to you. Shout out to Kevin Witt. Shout out to Glamour Nicks. Shout out to my real fake cousin, Winston Ellis, Boston Nick. Shout out to Sherwin. I seen, I'm seeing Sherwin giving IQ props. The world is ended, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Lee's pops, all right? You're the last one. You're the last dollar to drop, okay? Yes, he is. He's a, if Sherwin can <laughs> yes, give IQ props, then Lee's pops can't do, all right? I know. Give IQ props and then proceeded to say that Iku's not a very good passer, something along those lines. So it's like, it's like, like still threw up some disrespect in the same, like, almost in the same breath. Pops, you got a brow. It's official. He's only in the 90 percentile in, in passing usage, but, you know, no big deal. Triple bra. No big deal. Bra, bra, All right. That's for you, Lee. All right. <laughs> You are on one tonight, bro. I love it. <laughs> Black Screen JL, this is at a different level, all right? No one era. All right, let's get to more of the good news, though, because we talked about all the bad stuff. Let's talk about some of the cool stuff that would happen. And she, Julius Randle is on one. MVP candidate, baby. Let's go. I'm not there yet, Lee. <laughs> let's go. I love Randall. We need to get we we need to get to fifty wins. Sure. Before I can say MVP can. If we get to I fifty wins, then I concede MVP candidate. But until then, I'm holding those cards. <laughs> I, I so I want to be the first one on a bus. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I consider myself the first on the bus for the. The Jalen Brunson All Star. Hey, let's I, go. I consider myself the first one on the bus for that, and maybe for future Defensive Player of the Year, Quentin Grimes. I might have been first hey. on the bus for that. So I, I'll give you that. You got me first for something, Lee. All right. If you search that, if he if he gets if he's an MVP candidate, and we get fifty wins, then that you heard it I here first. See fifty. I still don't see the burger. <laughs> He's got a tough stretch coming up. Not the 50. But, oh, man, oh, man. What did you think of? I thought of a Randall. I made fun of Randall uh, game before. Because uh, I I called him dial-up. He was dial-up Randall a couple of days ago. Where he (laughs) took a long time to register. The NBA action was going on. It was like a pass was open. He was getting doubled. And it took about three or four or five seconds of of the late time to realize that somebody was open. And, and by the time that happened, the advantage was lost. So it, it, Randall the random the the, the AL Randall dial-up was gone today. The passing was a lot better. Um there was nobody who could really match him. Knox was on him, and that was laughable. <laughs> <laughs> joke <laughs> Randall with 42 points and he had the ball in his hand for a large amount of time and he only gives you one turnover 15 rebounds shot perfect from the free throw lock like okay what what else do you want from the man Julius Randall's on another planet right now yep mm. I don't know if there's anything else to say if you guys want to add anything it's really the stat the stats are gaudy. The ones I love the most is at four or seven from a three-point line. I like the percentage, and I like the number of takes. Seven is like one more than I would prefer. I think six is a great number for him to be taking a game. Mm-hmm. He's up around like eight right now. But if he's hitting if four or seven, man, 57%, I will take that. Also love the one turnover. Man, when Rando is not turning the ball over, he's a really hard bully ball to stop. Yeah. And then eight of eight from the free throw line. Again, my number one criticism between him 
and Brunson at the end of games is hitting their free throws. Randall has some more issues with like what's between the years and yeah. the, the mental lapses and decision making, but the free throws have been a huge part of why we've lost some really close games for him and Brent. Brunson's been accountable too, but Randall eight of eight, love that, bro. Like that, that's my dog. Dallas represent D Town buddy MVP candidate. Let's go. Let's go. Didn't choke at the end yeah. too. He didn't choke. It's like the second game. You know. Facts. He, he's been hitting uh, more of his shots and yep. he played 40 minutes and didn't look that crazy fatigued with the 40 minutes. Maybe because the defenders weren't just that good today. Bums. Yeah. He was guarded by bums. True. Yeah, he was. That's he was. a good he point. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. I just want to add one thing. Um, I It's funny that you brought up, you know, how like a couple of games ago. So he was like, you know, Airwell Dollop Randall. Well, today he was definitely Wi-Fi Randall because he was... <laughs> Today, he definitely made quick decisions. And like Lee said, I definitely like the field goal distribution as well. Seven three-pointers attempted, overall 24 field goals attempted, which means 17 of those was within was within the line. So I definitely like the field goal distribution as well. The one turnover is major for Julius Randle. Eight of eight free throws is major as well. And the man was just unstoppable today. He was basically a bully out there. And when you're facing a team like the Pistons, where they really don't have anybody that can match up with Randle, especially on the defensive end, that's what Randall is supposed to do. He's supposed to kill him, and that's what he did today. Yeah. Talk to that talk, Ryan. Yeah, man. 5G Randall was in effect. No more than McDonald's Wi-Fi today. He was passing the ball, making quick decisions, and do what he got to do. Upgrade, baby. Damn, you were funny today. My man. Love it, bro. Oh, man. Randall's on that 5G+. plus. Exactly. That 5G plus in effect. Black oh, Ellis man. is a different level, all right? <laughs> Brought tears in my eyes, bro. <laughs> Both that man on the All Star game. I think he cracked. He cracked the top ten recently, so yeah. I know he, he's getting there. Yeah, he's getting there. Um, but uh, you know, um, and we can talk about Brunson too. Man, there's nothing else to say about Brunson. I keep repeating the same praises yeah. about Brunson, man. This is. The only thing, new thing, I, the only thing about Brunson I'll say about this about him right now is he's officially a three level scorer. Mm-hmm. You gotta give Lee props. Shout out to Lee. People think Lee's only here. People think Lee. Lee people think you're here for like, uh, like shock value or something. No, I actually <laughs> like Lee's like. <laughs> I actually like how Lee looks at stuff and his basketball nods uh, b- before the Knicks. It's not just hot takes, all right? <laughs> not just hot takes. <laughs> but I'm going to give Lee some props. Lee started out the season um, breaking down Jalen Brunson's game, and he talked about how Brunson needed to up the attempts of threes off the dribble with this team to really maximize his worth because, you know, teams, especially with this team, with Mitch in the middle, with RJ and Randall at that time, not known as big three-point shooters, teams are going to go under on Brunson more often than not. Teams start to do that. And now recently he's been bombing it from three to the point where you better not go under under three for for Brunson. Three yep. uh, since coming back, he's been shooting over fifty percent from three point. <laughs> Freaking ridiculous, ridiculous! And is it officially a three level score? So shout out to Lee for that analysis, and shout out to Brunson for starting off slow in the beginning of the season, adding something to his game in the mm-hmm. middle of the season, and becoming even better. As the season progresses, his first time being the leader on the team, and he's getting better before our eyes. Shout out to Jalen Brunson. All right, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And I just want to add one thing about Jalen Brunson because it's funny because he's the only six foot guard I believe I've seen in the NBA where this dude will take on guys who are like six, seven inches taller than him in the post and score over them, which I think is crazy. Because okay. I'm, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember if it was Kevin Knox or Killian Hayes. I think it was Kevin Knox. Oh, yeah. He took Kevin Knox in the post, gave him gave him a move, and it hit, it hit like a floater over him in the post. And I'm just like, damn. Like, he's the only six-foot guard in the NBA I know that can take on a guy that's like six, seven inches taller than him, back him down, and score him in the paint like as if, like as if he's a mouse in the house. 
Yeah. Yo, shout out to Fritz with the NBA knowledge. Andre Miller. <laughs> with a shot. Andre Miller with a shot. Andre Miller with a jumper. Nice one, Fritz. <laughs> nice one, yeah. Andre Miller was nice. Yeah. Yeah, he he you're right though, but it's, Brunson's Brunson is on another level with the post. Um, even more than Andre Miller with the footwork. I, I saw him be compared to Akeem. I'm about to, I'm about to call I'm about to call him Baby Keem. I don't know, man. Big shot Brunson, baby baby Keem. I don't know, man. There's still more nicknames to explore for this guy. Jim Brunson is, is is just that good. Yeah, he is. The only there's only one criticism I have of I have about Brunson is the and the only criticism I have is sometimes I do wish he would pass the ball a bit more. Sometimes he does over dribble. Yeah. Yeah. But besides that, like everything else about Brunson, I love. Like the dude has been a great addition to the team and his impact can be seen by anybody who has vision to even see. You like only the only people that can't see Brunson's impact on the Knicks this season are the people who are blind, like Ray Charles. So <laughs> Listen, even some of the haters, he had some haters in the beginning of the season. I haven't even seen those guys speaking in a minute. So, uh, so I think, I think huh? Ryan, to, to, to be fair, you could expound on uh, Brunson's criticisms even further. I think sometimes his reluctance to get other guys involved stagnate the offense and cause us to lose leads because he goes into ISO mode almost just as often as Randall does. It's like his comfort zone is to be in isolation, to take guys off a dribble, to use his footwork to get around guys, to post guys up the same way that Randall does. And it, it leaves guys like RJ and Q dot, uh, Q Grimes out of rhythm. And so my biggest complaint is he needs to be more of a facilitator throughout the game, not just in stretches, but consistently, instead of just looking for a shot over and over again. Yeah, and to kind of um, build on that as well, um, I think I talked about it. I think it was... I don't know if it was the previous game or the game before that, but as there was a there was a game where Brunson was pretty much doing that ISO ball that whole first half, and then the second and then in the second half he began to pass the ball more. And on one of the plays, like I said, he did a pick and roll with Julius Randle, and when Julius Randle was pretty much cut into the basket, and Julius Randle wasn't even cutting hard, but he was still going to the basket. Brunson passing the ball and Julius Randle was surprised when he caught when he caught the ball like if he wasn't expecting it and I was like that's one of the and I and I and I said that that's one of the things about players who are who are ISO heavy because a lot of times when a player is ISO heavy other teammates on the court that they're reluctant to cut to the basket they're reluctant to move on offense because they're not expecting the ball back yeah and in a way that stagnates the offense as well so I want Brunson to be more of a facilitator, even though he's great in isolation, because if he's more of a facilitator, that's going to encourage guys to cut to the basket more. That's going to encourage guys to move on offense rather than just standing there and just watching them. So, yeah. Well said. You got to be balanced. We don't critique Tibbs and critique Randall. We got to critique Brunson, too. It's only fair. Yeah. And, guys, this is like nitpicky stuff. We're not like pissed at Brooklyn. This is like. Hell no. That's my dog. Yeah. Like, this is all of our guys' favorite player. Or one of our players on the team. This is like yep, small nitpicky stuff. Like grand scheme of things, like everybody here is happy with Brunson. Um, I, I will say sometimes I get it and sometimes I don't. When it came to the beginning of the season and he was ISO heavy, I felt like there was a trust issue. Like I, I felt like when he gave the ball up, he was like, damn, when I get the ball up, no one's hitting shots. <laughs> like, I don't like nobody's doing anything with the ball, so I have to shoot the ball to keep us in the game. Um, and I also kind of, I kind of notice when people do actually cut when Brunson has the ball. Nine times out of ten, he give, he does give the ball up if you actually move without the ball and cut to the open space. Um, so that's why I think the I I felt like RJ right before he got injured, we're starting to figure that out. And he, he started getting to the groove by cutting off the ball a lot more and getting his 20 that way. And then like playing a little bit more at the bench and keeping that momentum going that way. Um, but I do agree. I would like some other, my biggest complaint really. And this is, this is, this is, um, this is not me complaining about the season. This is like small potatoes, right? Cause I'm overall, I'm happy with the way the season is going and the players going and the teams are playing. So when I'm talking about the, this complaint, this is not, this is not like 
sell the team type complaint. This is like, I would like to see this, but overall I'm happy. All right. <laughs> uh, I would like to see in the game situations that involve picks with Brunson and like Grimes instead of just Brunson and Randall, especially in that Bucks game, right? The two best defenders on the team were Drew Holiday and Giannis Antetokounmpo. So if you're playing pick with those guys and you're switching, that means you're switching two best, two of the team's best defenders on two of our team's best offensive players. But like if you take Jalen Brunson and have them screen with Grimes, man, and have those guys switch, now you now you have a weaker defender on Jalen Brunson. And Jalen Brunson can go to town and score ISO, or you can uh, pass the Grimes, who's very good at closing out on on guys on or shooting two quick threes or closing out. So I feel like stuff like that I want to see more of, and just more off-ball plays run for Grimes in particular to give um to to give Brunson some some breaks you know what i'm saying on the offensive end i would like to see stuff like that Hmm. yeah and i just want to like speak you know on some of the comments i see in the chat so malachi young i see is is definitely defending brunson saying that you know he he should be given grace and this and that and like we are giving him grace like brunson is pretty much all of our favorite player on the team like we love brunson but just because we love somebody that doesn't mean that you know, there can't be one or two things critiqued about their game because at the end of the day, it's like we love 90% of what Brunson does. The part we're, critique, we're critiquing is like the 5 to 10% that we don't like. Yeah. Yeah. Very fair. Yep. But that that's all really. That's all really what I have to say about that. I don't know if anybody has anything else to add or we can move on to something else. Well said. Yeah, we can move on. Cool. Salute to good. the chat. Shout out to Jill Chapman. All right. Shout out to my guy, young. Uh, everybody else was rocking with the show. I don't have that much more to talk about, but I do want to talk about uh, a couple of things that I saw. I saw that Derrick Rose, the Knicks are possibly looking to shop Derrick Rose and move on from him. At the same time, they would want to do right by him. And not just you know send them to some abyss team. Um, so at the deadline, when you're looking at players who are more likely to be moved, I guess you can add Derrick Rose and Cam Reddish to that list. I saw, I know you guys showed something in the group chats, something about Alex Caruso coming to the Knicks for Derrick Rose. I'm not sure how true that is. You know, I wouldn't mind it. I'm not sure how true that is, though. What do you guys think about that? Um, well, I'm not sure if if the trade room, if the trade rumors were specifically saying that you know they would they would trade Derrick Rose to the Bulls for Alex Caruso. I just think it says that the Knicks are interested in Alex Caruso, but at the same time, they're willing to trade Derrick Rose to a situation that's good for him. You know, okay. they just they don't want to yeah they just don't want to trade him just to trade him. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, but I mean, from a, from Caruso, um, that that trade rumor, I do think Caruso would be a good addition. You know, somebody could bring off the bench that he, you know, he's gonna play. He's gonna play defense. He's gonna actually give you something on on the offensive end. And I do feel like if the Knicks are going to make a move, because I really can't see them trading for a superstar player at the trade deadline. Because I feel like if they trade for a superstar player at the trade deadline, it's gonna be a bit too expensive. I feel like they should probably wait till the summer and see what they can get then. But I do think that one of the moves that the Knicks should make, if possible, is to bring in bench help. Somebody you can bring off the bench where you know for a fact he can score off the bench and at least give Stibbs somebody else that he can trust, you know, so that the starters can get a bit more of a rest and he can keep the bench out there a bit longer. And Caruso is one of those guys where I think coming off the bench, he would be a productive guy. Yeah, I agree with that. I think Caruso at this point in his career, his name – is bigger than what he actually provides. Like we, we all kind of have a recollection of what he did for the Lakers when they won a championship, but he's only averaging like six points uh, on like average splits. Mm. I, I like him a lot. He'd be a much better and ready to play player than Derrick Rose at this point in his career. And it makes a lot of sense. Just so I 
give Derrick Rose back to Chicago while Chicago is still semi-competitive and he can help uh, put his imprint on games. The same with Goran Dragic's and Caruso's younger. It makes more sense. And Tibbs' uh, system here in New York provides some, some scoring and defense off the bench. I like the move. We probably have to include a second to get it done, but I'm happy to get it done. I, I think Caruso could add some intangibles here. I also just like his energy and that dog mentality that he has, even though he doesn't look like a basketball player uh, <laughs> in, in every sense of the word. But that is a type of trade that I think is more likely for us to do, opposed to like OG Anobi, who Vegas had the Knicks had the highest odds of trading for him, even higher than him staying in Toronto. That was like two days ago. I don't know if that's been updated since, but that's not a move I think the Knicks are going to make. I don't think we should make that either. And some people in the chat were asking us questions directly if we thought a trade was going to happen before a deadline. And I do think it will be like a Derrick Rhodes, Chicago type move for Alex Caruso, that level of a trade. The yeah. camera's back. <laughs> the camera's working. Okay. <laughs> Graphics are coming together. I'm back. All right. It, 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 we, we moving. We moving. We moving. Too bad when I was dropping some gems, it wasn't, you know, working. But whatever. <laughs> what is what it is? <laughs> It's what it is. Um, also, I want to touch on KP a little bit, man. Uh, I want to touch on KP a little bit before we close out close out the show. KP seems to have been on like an apology tour a little bit. Um, he's grown now. He has facial hair, so that's proof, you know, <laughs> and. I know he was talking about his tenure with the Knicks and I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember word for word what he say what he said, but he made mention of how he would handle things differently. And he had people in his ear before that he was listening to telling him how to do things. And he felt like um, that made him um, move in a certain way and do things that he probably re- regrets. Um, he's going to be a free agent. Um, and it seems like, I don't know. I don't know. He, he, maybe he matured. Who knows if I, I've been on the KP, the snake train for a long time. All right. (laughs) But me, even me, myself, I can even recognize when a kid is being a kid and he, he's, you know, matured into something else. I can recognize. I I can say to myself when I was 19, 20 um, versus what I'm 25, 26, and I'm not 25, 26 right now. Let me tell you that. <laughs> that I matured more and I probably did some things that I shouldn't have done and I, and you know, I've grown. Now, the question remains though, I see some Knicks fans saying they would have still rather have KP start um, for the Knicks and not have Mitch here. And that's when I have to pump the brakes. <laughs> that's when I have to pump the brakes. Even if he is sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I still feel like Mitch is a better fit for this team. Let me know if I'm crazy. But I'm looking at the stats. Right? Stats say Nick's top 10 on defense. Largest reason why, Quentin Grimes, Mitchell Robinson. Top 10 in offense, right? Why are we top 10 in offense? We are bottoms of the league in shooting three-point shots. I think we're at 25. Um, Bottom of the league in field goal percentage, I think like 24. Yet, number one in second chance points. Why are we number one in second chance points? Maybe because we have the league's best offensive rebounder starting for the New York Knicks. So when you're looking at the shortcomings of our team, you're looking at why we are the way we are right now. It's hard for me to say, you know what? Let's get rid of the guy who's a big reason why that's happening. Even though Mitch doesn't have the the gaudy point stats every game, the intangible he brings allows us to be a top 10 offensive and defensive team. So I think getting rid of Mitch would be a huge mistake. Um, like I said, I, I'm here for a stretch five as a backup. Um, but I would like to keep, keep Mitch. What do you guys think? 
Um, okay, so in regards to KP, um, well, first and foremost, before I even get into KP, I saw a comment in the, in the chat. I think it was, I think it was from uh, A Negril one saying that Caruso can't shoot. Caruso is shooting 40% from three. So be careful what you say, good sir. Be careful what you say. Good okay, sir. now back to KP. So, <laughs> good sir. So, <laughs> wow, you have good, that's like, you know when the girls uh, dish you and they say, hun? <laughs> okay, so back to KP I'm now. Sorry. Okay. okay, well, I, look, I understand why people would want him here. He's having a career year. I think it's averaging what what twenty one and nine, I believe, this season. I think that's what I saw. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like JL has said, there's a lot of things that Mitch does for the starting unit that if you take out Mitch and you put in KP, you're going to lose some of that. You're going to lose the second chance points because KP is not a better offensive rebounder than Mitch. You're going to lose a bit on the defensive end because even though KP can defend, he's not a better defender than Mitch. Mitch definitely defends the paint better than KP. He rebounds better than KP. Yeah, with KP, you might have the spacing on the floor and the scoring might go up and the scoring will go up a bit with KP in the starting lineup as opposed to Mitch. But still, Mitch is an integral part as to why the Knicks are such a great defensive team and the fact that the Knicks are able to get second chance points. So yeah. I agree with JLS. I do think that Mitch is a better fit with the starting lineup than KP. And also, like I also said, this, I also mentioned this after the Wizards game because, as you know, Knicks fans in DC are crazy. Like <laughs> pretty, much, pretty much, pretty much half the stadium is Knicks fans, pretty much. And when the game was playing and KP was at the line, the boos were loud, and you know that's coming from Knicks fans. And I don't know if Knicks fans are ready for KP to come back. I don't think Knicks fans as a whole has have forgiven KP really for what went down when he was with the Knicks. So I don't know if bringing KP back would be a positive addition. That's not, I don't think that's true, Ryan. Go ahead, Lee. I'll let... I, I think but I'm just saying, like, the man was getting booed in Washington. And you know that's coming from Knicks fans. He was also getting asked to come back from fans in Washington. <laughs> and... If you're on Nick's Twitter, well, I don't know how I don't know how big a section Nick's Twitter is to the rest of the world. So I'm not, I don't want to pretend that Nick's Twitter is Nick's fans. But a lot of Nick's Twitter wants KP back. A lot. I'll just say that. Go ahead, Lee. I'm sorry. I think our front court is is too solidified to bring in like that unknowable element into the starting lineup because you know KP would want to start. Yeah. He's too young in his career to be a comfortable come off the bench. I also think Mitchell Robinson would not be comfortable coming off the bench. I think that would cause chaos and issues in the locker room when Mitch has been here kind of a starter since he, he was a rookie in second year, but a defunct starter for the last three seasons. Uh, he, he, I mean, he's a part of that rotation. He has uh, the knowledge and the chemistry with, with those other four starters and Tibbs really trusts him to be the anchor of his defense and has steamed the defense around Mitchell Robinson's abilities. That would be a really huge change of, 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 uh, a point of attack to bring in KP over Mitch, and you would lose a lot in terms of toughness, rebounding, defensive interior defense, but also identity. KP's game is no longer like what the Knicks are. We, we've moved in a completely different yeah. direction of his style of play. He's more of a finesse player. He, he likes playing five out. He's more comfortable in the perimeter than he is in the post, even though it would add some some great opportunities for, for spacing. I think we would give up way too much on defense and his attitude, and most importantly, his injury history. Yes. You really want to depend on a guy who's injured and can't play a full season, damn near not even a 75% of a season. That that ship has sailed. We're not going to get him on a cheap contract. It's going to be over 20, 25 million mm-hmm. on this next deal. It doesn't make sense financially. It doesn't make sense for the future. Let's go after guards and, and wings, not bigs. Puss says, Pick and pop. You mean pick and pop kneecap? Because that man is never oh. healthy. Turn. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. This is an all-time show from Jay Ellis. The roast on this show, bro. <laughs> oh, man. I don't know if it's early. What it is, man. The boy's been on fire. Fire today. I'm, 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 cur- I'm conjuring on my old school KOT days, man. 
TJ Ellis was a different animal. I'm I'm bringing it oh, back. All right. <laughs> I, I think in the on I think during the old KOT days, I think we were all different animals. Like we definitely calmed down a bit. We calmed down a lot. <laughs> we yes, calmed down a lot. <laughs> And that's oh. coming from me. I, I, I'm huge on a stretch five. I believe in that as an integral part of the modern NBA. Yeah. And I, I, I like Mitch, but I have never been one of his biggest supporters. And even I'm saying no. You got to put Mitch over KP. Yeah, yeah I agree. I this agree. makes sense. Stretch five on the bench for me. Stretch yeah, five oh, that's fine too. Yeah, and man. KP ain't it. Not, not at $25, 30000000 million. He ain't going to set that role. Absolutely not, yo. Absolutely not. All right, yo, salute to the chat. Shout out to Pudge. Shout out to Craig Ward. Shout out to who else is in the chat? Malachi, I see you in here. Shout out to Queen's Place. Shout out to Mind Cushion. Shout out to Anna Grill. Everybody else is rocking the show. I know Fritz says you want to get on a queue. Go ahead, Fritz. Um, I'm closing out, and then we'll close out the show. All right. Salute to you, Pudge. I, I see you. Hey, how's it going? What's going on, Fritz? Fritz. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to comment on the the KP situation. I I, I think you know old KP old KP would have been a good asset for the Knicks, but old KP just doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Um, not the same player. Um, he got ran out of Dallas because he wasn't an inside presence. So it really doesn't matter if he's maybe could score more than Mitch. He he can't even do basic center things. So that's why he doesn't really work here anymore. Um I, I mean if, if they if they were leaning into Obi, maybe that's something you do, but Julius has established himself. Um KP he's gonna shrink back. If it, just not gonna it's just not gonna work. Um He's just not the same player he used to be. And I think a lot of New York fans see the old KP and they want to add them, add him to this team. OKP weak side defense was phenomenal. Yep. OKP weak side defense, nothing was coming to the hole. I don't know where that guy is anymore. I know he's having a better scoring season, you know, but we need other stuff besides besides scoring. Um, that that's just me. Um, yep, yep. But yo, thanks thanks for calling in. Um, good points, Fritz. All right, agree with you. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, listen, man. Seventy eight in the chat. We're trying to get to ten k subscribers. So if you're liking the show, hit the like button, the subscribe button. Um, we're here after every game talking Knicks basketball. We'll definitely be here tomorrow. Talking Knicks basketball as well. And um, listen, I want to say something. We might have an old KOT favorite back here tomorrow. Uh-oh. OG code. OG. OG KOT. When I say OG KOT, I mean 2016. 2017. Out the... I, I, <laughs> exactly. Garage KOT, all right, is is looking, <laughs> is looking probable. We'll see what it happens, but I might have old school KOT member right. joining us tomorrow. So definitely check us out tomorrow. All right, we'll be back. All right, good show, guys. Very good show. All right, that is our show. Lee Escobedo, let him know where do you find you, sir. Man, shout out to the Time Show. Best co-host in the game. Best host in the game. Best mods in the game. Best blog in the game. Best writers. Mikey Murphy, check out his new piece. I really loved on the KOT blog. That's my number one blog after posting and toasting. I get my Nits information. I love the, uh, the, the the smarts and analysis from the blog. It's a great, like, serious Nit fan writing. And, uh, you know, no bias, no spin. Uh, that being said, find me on Twitter. Been in a lot of Twitter fights lately. At underscore to be the life daily. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Uh, I also want to say before we get off, um, there's a good stretch here coming up in games, guys. I think there's been you, you you can make some claims of like the legitimacy of the win streets and the losing streets, but this upcoming stretch of games, I think, will really show us 
who this team is moving forward. It starts on Friday, January 20th with the Hawks. Then we got Raptors, Cavs, Celtics, Nets, Lakers, Heat, Clips, Philly. Then the Magic, then Philly again, Jazz, Nets, Hawks. That stretch. I really want to see I think that's going to be the stretch I'm going to be paying the most attention to. I'm going to pay attention to Tibbs' rotations, uh, his minutes allocations, uh, how he's using Randall, how much we go to ISO in the fourth. Are we losing losing large leads to these really good teams? That's where I think the real conversation and competition will come out is during that stretch. But appreciate you having me on. Always good to hang out with my guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Shout out to my guy, Lee, the Latin assassin. Yeah, and I know the Raptors aren't winning right now. And people don't count those Raptors wins as much, but the Raptors always bust our ass, dog. Like yeah. <laughs> those those Raptors wins count for me, okay? Yep. Especially because they're they're so like they're tall, long guys who are hard to defend because a lot of our guys are a lot shorter. So like I feel like those games are always challenging for us. So for me, it was a big deal that we beat the Raptors, even though other teams will say, oh, the other guys will say, oh, they're, man, they're not playing. Man, they always kill us. All right. Yeah. <laughs> they're both the exact opposite as we are. Yeah, exactly. 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 It's just like how we always kill the Pistons. <laughs> yo, there are certain teams yeah. that match up against you horribly, no matter how good you are going during the season. Yep. And the Raptors are are one of those teams. Like they just we just not a good matchup because we don't have a lot of those long guys on our team. So it's like strictly out shooting, out scheming. That's it. <laughs> and last time we won because I think we were able to control uh, 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 Siakam yeah. a lot more in the fa- in the open floor and show him a, a bit more doubles. But um, yeah. I digress. I'm going to a whole other conversation. <laughs> Salute to you, Lee. All right. All right, Ryan G, let me know where we can find you, sir. You can find me on Instagram at Sir G is chilling. Sir G is chilling. That's S-I-R-G is C-H-I-L-L-I-N. You can also find me at Sir G's Corner. You can also, you can also find me on Twitter at Ryan G K O T. I don't cause as much trouble as Lee does on Twitter, but I do try to chime in every now and then with a comment here and there on, on Nick's Twitter. And I just want to give a couple of sports shout outs right quick. First and foremost, shout out Arsenal, shout out the Gunners, beat Tottenham in the North London Derby, eight point lead in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Haven't won a Premier League since 2004, the invincible season. If Arsenal wins the league this year, we outside. We definitely outside. <laughs> I'm not even Arsenal. And, and shout out Big Blue Giants. Let's go. Let's get Let's go. Let's go, Big Blue. New York represent. We gotta get Blue Blue. We gotta get that. All right. Gotta get that. Let's go, Big Blue. All right. Malachi, we love you too, man. Thank you for supporting Malachi. We love you too, man. We love all you guys. Clever Knicks. Thank you for the great show, Cobb. I love you guys. All right. So appreciate the support. All right, man. I felt like I had something else to say and I forgot. But um. Listen, man, you already know what it is. You can follow us in different places, and I'm going to let you know where you can follow us real quick. You can follow us. Uh, for Oh, yeah, you know what? Get the snapbacks, the black and white and the blue and orange at thenickatimeshow.com. All you got to do is go to thenickatimeshow.com and click catalog, file, KLT stuff, merch. We got Whose Mans Is This? T- Remember the Whose Mans Is This, Ryan? We got to bring back Whose Mans Is This. All right. Yeah, we definitely got to bring that back. We have to bring that in a we, we need to bring back Whose Mans Is This, and I need to make we need to make a Tisby Tibbin shirt. <laughs> oh, please do. I we, want it. We yeah. make a Tisby Tibbin I need shirt. it bad. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely cop that shirt. Tisby yeah, Tibbin. Yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I need that shirt bad. Yeah, yo. Yo, Alex. Alex. We, shout out to Alex. Uh, in my effort to not do everything myself, <laughs> because I do art and graphic design, like I designed the logos and the s- screens and stuff, I sh- try to get help so I don't pass out. So Alex, maybe that might be the next thing. All right, Tisby Tibbin. We can make it simple too. It doesn't have to be evenly eye crazy. All right. <laughs> um. Next, follow us on the KOT Show on Twitter, the Nick and Tom Show on Instagram and Facebook as well. 
Shout out to SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to the KOT show. And also, yo, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Please, please, please. We are on the road to 10K followers, and um, we definitely appreciate your support. So please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. And yo, where's my camera? There we go. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. Be sure to tune into the next show tomorrow on Martin Luther King Day. All right? All right, cool. That is our show. And as always, shout out the World Wide West. Everywhere we go, we leave a worldwide mess. That's out here in these next YouTube streets. Show. We out of here. Peace. York, New York, big city of dreams. New York, New York, big city of dreams. NYC.